If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. And welcome in to your Wednesday, September 7th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, and you know the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. How are we on a Wednesday? How you doing? Hope all is well, and my goodness do we have, I say this a lot, but we do. We've got so much to dive into today. We did not have a new show on Monday. I thought about dropping one yesterday, but I don't like kind of doing that randomly. I don't, you know, you're not in a routine as a listener. Some of you may miss it. So I wanted to stick to our regular Wednesday, Friday schedule this week as far as new episodes. And we got a lot of catching up to do. We got a lot to get into. I say it a lot, but we do. We got a lot to get into today. We got to play Monday morning quarterback from last Friday's games. We have not talked about football from Friday yet. Oh, I know. We're going to talk Mayfield Tillman. It's coming. I got you. But we've got to get into all of that today. We've got to get caught up on scores. And we've got Power 5 today. Jam-packed. Absolutely jam-packed on this Wednesday edition of the show. And we're going to get to all of it today. Getting into the nit and gritty of what went down on Friday. Yeah, I'm going to talk Tillman and Mayfield. I know. I'm going to talk it. I wasn't there. You know I didn't sit with my own eyeballs in person. But I've seen enough. I know enough. And we'll dive in. I know. Controversy. If you're you're a Tillman fan, oh, it was controversy at the end of the game. Oh, they didn't like that flag. Didn't like it. And here's the thing. And and honestly, and I was getting reports Friday night for my game that both sides were upset. I was hearing from Mayfield people how, oh, I can't believe they're throwing that flag. Oh, this game. Oh. And I was hearing from Tillman people, of course, in the end. How how un, unhappy they were with uh, with some of the calls. I get it. Tough game, intense game. Got to point the finger somewhere. But here's I was thinking about this last night, and I was kind of going over stats and looking over playing drives and and looking over highlights and different things that I I could get my hands on, and and I kind of come to the conclusion this is going to be one of those games where no matter what I say, somebody's getting mad. No matter what opinion I give somebody's going to be upset. Somebody's going to get in their feelings today. And that's okay. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But Mayfield wins again, and we'll talk about how how that went down, what we know, and just how close it was coming up in a little bit. But first, but first, let's get caught up on other scores from around the region. We got some Monday and Tuesday scores to get caught up with. Yeah, we had some some stuff on Monday. It's Labor Day. What are you people doing? Quit laboring. But you did. Some teams out there, Got some games in on Monday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Tuesday's scores, including Marshall's soccer sweep of Murray. That's big. We'll get into that coming up. So here we go. Are you ready? Let's do this. We just got we got so much. My head's just spinning with, with all the things to talk about today. So let's go back to Monday. We'll start with boys' soccer on Monday. Graves County beat Lyon County 12-3. to 
and McCracken County over Paducah Tillman 6 to 1. That was boys soccer on Monday. Uh by the way, the Kentucky 2A Championships, the semi state Warren Central did beat and knock Callaway County out of it, but my goodness Callaway County, what a run. The Lakers were the Section 1 champs. They beat Webster County and Hopkins County Central to get to that part in the 2A Championships and fall short to Warren Central, but a heck of a run for Callaway County. Coach Pierce's squad really setting themselves up to finish strong here in the regular season as they enter that back half of the schedule. In girls' soccer on Monday, just one game. It was McCracken County shutting out Paducah Tillman 10-0 on the pitch on Monday. So that's Monday's scores. Last night's scores, Tuesday. You ready? Here we go. We'll start with boys' soccer. It was my Graves County Eagles taking down Sykes to Missouri. Must have been an exciting thriller, a 3-2 win for Graves in OT. It was Mayfield over Caldwell County, 5-0. Paducah Tillman getting the win, 7-2 over Lyon County. Hello, Paducah Tillman. There you go, boys. Coming off a winless season last year, picking up win number two on this season, and pretty good win over Lyon County last night, 7-2. And Tillman's been competitive this season. That may be just their second win, but they've been competitive in, in all their other games, even in the losses. So congratulations to them for that win last night. Also in boys' soccer, you had Marshall County over Murray 4-0. Pitching the shutout. Big district game for the Marshalls as they shut out Murray. Murray, we've talked about Murray. Murray's been out to as good a start as anybody. Just one loss coming into that game last night on the season. A 2-1 loss to Callaway. And Marshall County still flexing as the team to beat in that district. And they hand Murray a 4-0 loss in what may be a preview to their championship game in, uh, at the end of the month. So, Congratulations to the Marshals on that one. More scores. Girls soccer. You had um, Callaway County over Christian County 10-0. And, oh, by the way, speaking of Callaway County, congratulations to the Lady Lakers. They were your 2A Section 1 champs from the weekend, beating Trigg County 3-1, also beating Hopkins County Central 3-1 before that to even get to that point. They will face Hart County coming up tomorrow night for the 2A Section 2 portion of that. So, Way to go, Lady Lakers. And look at them. Four straight wins, including that 2A Section 1 championship from the weekend. And then keeping it going. No letdown as they take down Christian County 10-0 last night. Also in girls soccer, you had Marshall County over Murray 4-2. Again, sort of like the boys. Big district win for the Lady Marshals. It was 4-0 at the half. And uh, again, pretty safe to say those two teams will meet in a district championship towards the end of the month. And it's a shame they're in the same district because... They may be your 1-2 team in the region. That might be 1-2 and two in this region. The Lady Tigers, just their third loss on the season, two coming to Marshall County. Remember, they lost 2-1 to one back in uh, at the end of August. And then 4-2 to two last night, just two Lady Marshalls scoring. Mia Teague scored two, and Kelsey Crass scored two. So there you go. Lady Marshalls getting it done in a big district game. And again, it's their region to lose. But man, is Murray come on strong. This is Murray's year, and it's just a shame they're in that district. Just a shame. I'd like to see them in the regional tournament. Moving on, volleyball scores from last night. You had Fulton County over Fulton City, three sets to one. You had Marshall County over Murray, three sets to none. And uh, O'Brien County, Troy, Tennessee, taking down Hickman County, three sets to one. So those are all your scores from around the region. And a big thank you and a shout-out right back to a lot of those folks keeping us in the loop on Twitter over the last few days at least since we talked on Friday. 
A big thank you to McCracken County Soccer. Big thank you to Paducah Tillman Soccer. Thanks to Coach Stark over with Callaway County Lady Lakers. Thanks to, as always, Caleb King for keeping us in the loop and so many more. I'm just going to keep missing them. But those were just a few that kept us uh, in the loop over the last few days, over the extended weekend into today. Easy to miss things on the weekend like that. Really easy. And uh, you guys did a fantastic job. Thank you so much for tweeting at us and uh, keeping us tagged on things so that we know what's going on. Listen, there's a good chance I I find it out anyway, but remembering it's the other thing. I might have seen a lot of that stuff from the weekend, and by the time Wednesday's show comes around, it's not on the top of my mind. It happens, and I don't want it to happen. So thank you guys for that. You have no idea how much that helps out and how appreciated that is. But there you go. That's our scores. We're all caught up on soccer, on volleyball, on the last two days some things, some highlights from the weekend, but it's a Wednesday. And we got to catch up on football. We got to get our Monday morning quarterback on here in a little bit. We've got to do Power 5, a little bit of a shakeup in the Power 5. Just a wee bit. Not a lot of movement, but a little movement. And we'll get into that in a minute. Plus, so much more. My goodness. Still jam-packed, overwhelmed, head is spinning. Let's take a break, catch our breath. We'll get into football talk and much more when we come back. This is Region 1 Sports. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Hungry but still want a good deal? McDonald's is the place to go, so look no further. Get a sausage biscuit and a hash brown for just $2.50 to start your day the great way. And for lunch, you can choose between a McDouble, a McChicken, or a four-piece chicken McNugget, all paired with an order of crispy fries for just $3. Now that's a delicious lunch deal. And don't forget, slushies have arrived at McDonald's. Your delicious cool treat for those hot summer days. And you can find it all at McDonald's. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits, and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza in, serving up smiles one slice at a time. 
Region 1 Sports rolling along on this Wednesday edition of the show. Brian York here, and of course the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute, but so many other great sponsors help bring you this uh, this episode and all the episodes, all of them, all the ones. But a big thanks to all the other sponsors, McDonald's, CFSB, Flooring America, Pizza Inn, Broadway Church of Christ, some fantastic sponsors, many of those, by the way, many of those have been with us for a long, long time. You know, the Orthopedic Institute, they've been with us now as our presenting sponsor, and that's the big one. That, you know, all these other sponsors, we were able to have a podcast. Presenting sponsor puts us on the radio. And they've been with us now for a couple of years. It's it's crazy. It's incredible. They were there. They started with us in the COVID era. When we didn't have, you know, when basketball started in January that year, they were on board before then. Like, all right, that's fine. We're in a holding pattern, but we're still sponsoring you guys. And it kept us on the air, and it kept us going, and we haven't looked back since then. So thanks to all those sponsors for uh, helping us do what we do. And here's what we do. We talk sports. We talk high school sports. And we got a lot of that right now. Got a lot to get into. Friday night football from week three. Got to recap it. So that's what we're going to do. This segment, Monday morning quarterback. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Our third and final segment will be our Power Five for the week. And like I said at the top of the show, I know with Mayfield Tillman, no matter what I say, no matter what take I have from it, no matter what takeaway I, I have from it, somebody's getting upset. It's just one of those games. You can't talk about it without making somebody mad. Like, you can't. I can't defend Tillman without Mayfield getting mad. I can't de- defend Mayfield without Tillman getting mad. That's fine. That's fine. You want to get up, up in your feelings today? That's fine. But one thing I've always promised, and I hope that you've, you've taken from this show, is I'll be honest. I may not be right. But I'll be honest, and I'm going to be honest today when we get into it. But we'll get into it in just a little bit. First, let's talk some of the other things that happened from Friday night. One of the other highlights, and this one, and I I tweeted this out, everybody talking Mayfield-Tillman, nobody paying attention to the fact that Fulton County went to Callaway County. Wasn't home field advantage. They go to Callaway County. Callaway's beat them pretty good the last few years, and they beat Callaway 44-28. That's right. Fulton County goes into Callaway County. Little Fulton County, the smallest school in the state with a football team, goes into Callaway County, a 4A school, and knocks them off 44-28. to And they did it with Max Gibbs. My goodness, Max Gibbs had a game. 15 of 25 passing. He was four touchdowns, one interception, 249 yards. He scrambled 10 times for 42 yards and two rushing touchdowns. That dude accounted for six Fulton County touchdowns. Yeah. As a team, they threw 249 yards. They ran for 231. McCauley had a good game, six carries, 86 yards. Jones had a good game. He had eight carries, 65 yards, one touchdown. That kid caught six balls for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Caden Kimball, three catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Fulton County, I told you on Friday, man, I told you. That, that Callaway County really had to defend one guy. And, and that's true to a degree. Now, he's helped out by how good Jones is. Kimball had a good game receiving. I get that. But it comes down to how well Max Gibbs plays. If Max Gibbs plays well, Fulton County can, can beat you. And I said that on Friday, and I said I was worried about Callaway's defense, and Fulton County got him. Now I picked Callaway County because logic had told us in the past, just based on, on the past few years, 
you go with Callaway County in that one. I mean, this was a game that one year ago, talk about a difference. One year ago, Callaway County won that football game 42-6. to And one year later, flipped the script, a Fulton County win 44-28. Now, two things from that that I'm kind of taking away from that. Number one, I'm worried about Callaway. I'm not sure they've got a win on their schedule left. You've got Marshall coming up Friday. Right now, I mean, right now you got to feel like Marshall's going to win. Let's Marshall thump Fulton County. And Fulton County just put 44 on Callaway. Not going to give away my pick just yet. We'll do that Friday, but that's pretty much where I'm leaning. Then they've got Mayfield. Then they've got Madisonville North Hopkins. Those teams are all better than them right now. Then Hopkins County Central. They're 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 better than them right now. Then you've got uh Hopkinsville. They're better than you right now. I don't I don't see a, a Hopkinsville upset this year. Then you've got Logan County. They're better. Union County. I mean, I this is going to be a tough one for Callaway County. And I, and I, I hate that because I think Coach Champion's done a fantastic job over there, is doing a fantastic job, working hard to rebuild that program. We talked to him in the offseason, and one of the things he stressed was the importance of Little League, but how it takes time for you to sort of reap what you sow with that Little League program. And there's just now starting to kind of get there. They're just now getting to a point where they're not having to teach the varsity guys, you know, the language. And the and the schemes, they're coming in already knowing those things, and but they're just young. They're just really young right now. Really, really young. And it's it's going to take going to take time. Going to take a year, another couple of years. But this may be a winless season, and that's rough. They had one a few years ago, and they bounced back right after that. But but this is looking like that now because I this was one to start the year. I pegged as a Callaway County win. And they didn't get it, and now it's looking like it might not happen. And if you look at, at Callaway's stats on the year, where they really struggle and, and where this is going to be tough for them on offense is their run game that's just not there this year. So far in three games, 54 rush attempts for 58 yards. That's just not going to get it done. Against Fulton County, it was better. 28 carries for 77 yards. And listen, Wyatt Robbins passes the ball well. He was 15 of 31, four touchdowns, one interception, 275 yards passing. On the season, he's averaging 173 yards a game, five touchdowns, three interceptions. But you just can't be that one-dimensional and and have much success, especially with the schedule they've got coming up. And the defense so far – 61 points to Henderson County, kind of expected. Don't don't get me wrong. 49 to Murray, 44 to Fulton County. But Fulton County, the pilots getting it done. And they've got, listen, they're going to go two and two here. They've got Ballard Memorial coming up. Now you've shown you can beat Callaway. You're a favorite against Ballard. May even be a favorite against South Fulton, Tennessee. They may end up getting three in a row. But that's a big win for that program. Congratulations to them. Don't want to overlook that one. Many people did. And I get it, and I know why the big, the granddaddy of all rivalries in Kentucky happened on Friday, but that deserved getting a spotlight shined on it. Other scores, other things from around the region on Friday night. You had uh, Hopkinsville getting a win over Caldwell County, 42-6. to Hopkinsville had been shut out their first two weeks of the season, and they didn't let it happen this past Friday. They were, they were done with that. 
And the other thing, the other kind of takeaway from that is it's going to be a long year for Caldwell County. I, I think this is this is more of a down year than I think we had anticipated. They've got Crittenden County, their big rivalry coming up this Friday. You know, Crittenden's the favorite in that one. Union County, Union's the favorite. I think Ballard's a win for Caldwell County. Mayfield's going to be tough. Fort Campbell, I think, you know, I think that's going to be a win. But, my goodness, Fort Campbell's scoring, man. They scored 38 on Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg's not great, don't get me wrong. But Fort Campbell's traditionally been a, a, a team that everybody else whips up on. They lost the to Todd County Central 33-26, so they can score. They got an offense. That's not a give-me for Caldwell County this year. It's weird to say. And then Murray and Trigg, it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a tough year for Caldwell County. Their offense has really struggled, scoring just nine points in the first game, seven points in week two, and then six points to Hopkins uh, Hopkinsville. It's going to be a long season. Now, Hopkinsville's better. They just are. I know they got shut out the first two weeks of the season, but it was Ballard, one of the top teams in the state, and Mayfield. I mean, so they're just better. But I think that one at 42-6, that was more the eye-opening thing, was just how lopsided it was and how difficult Caldwell County's offense has struggled so far this season. What else we got? We had Madisonville beating Crittenden County 48-21. Didn't get a, a whole lot on that game from Friday night. We're kind of looking at things now. And, you know, Crittenden County's in a, you know, they're one and two to start the year, but it's been a tough schedule and they're competitive. A 34 27 loss to Murray in week one. They beat Webster County 14 7, struggled a bit, but got the win. And then Madisonville, who's a really good football team right now, their, their offense is just rolling 48 21 to them. I look at their matchup with Caldwell County on Friday, can't help but think that Crittenden County's a, a, actually, maybe even a heavy favorite in that one. You've got an 0-3 team taking on a 1-2 team, but Crittenden County looks to be a favorite again this week, but a tough loss last week to Madisonville. Uh, Marshall County, they lost sort of as expected, no surprise there, as uh, they went down to North Point Christian in uh, Mississippi, and they lost 43-14, about the same score as last year. I think it was like 42-7 last year, something like that, and uh, 43-14 this year. But the Marshalls, Two and one on the season, and listen, yes, six A Marshall should beat one A smallest school in the state with a football team, Fulton County, pretty handily, and they did. And I've kind of given them a little trouble for that, I know. But when you consider that Fulton County went to Callaway County and got that win, and that Callaway County's kind of owned Marshall the last few years, as much as that matchup should be favored in in Marshall's favor, it has not been. Part of their rebuild efforts, you got to beat teams like Callaway County, and they've they've struggled with that. They look like a heavy favorite for this matchup on Friday night. Heavy favorite. I mean, you look at what these two teams did against each other even just last year, and I go back to that. Callaway beat them last year 41 to 20. The year before that, Callaway beat them 33 nothing. Callaway's been the better team in that series, and we talked about when you're rebuilding. You're 6A. you got to beat those 4A schools, especially. I mean, listen, Callaway's not been a world beater. They've been good. They've had their moments. you got to win those those matchups. They're going to get it this year. They're going to get that win this year. They're going to be 3-1. and one. All right, what else we got before we get into that uh, Tillman-Mayfield game? We've got uh, Graves-McCracken, the game I was at. And it uh, feels like the theme of the show today is confirmation of teams that are going to have a tough year. You know, there are teams that we went into the season going, I just don't know if they're going to be that good this year. Uh, this might be a down year. 
I think this is a down year for them. And I think by week three, we pretty much know, yeah, they, there's some teams, it's not just a down year, it's going to be a, be a long year. And uh, McCracken County's in that category. They are. Going to be a tough one. It's already been a tough one. Going to be a tough one. Friday night, both teams, Graves and McCracken, 0-2, but it just felt like they were in different places. Graves in more of a reset mode after uh, last year's offense sort of all graduated, including Clint McKee. McCracken in rebuild mode. You know, rough year. And I, I've, I've said this. I think the cracks started to really show, really show two years ago. Things were not going so great then. They just happened to be getting some wins. Got a couple of COVID cancellations to help them out. It is what it is. And then last year, it, it uh, you know, just a two-win season, really rough for them. New coach trying to re-energize that program, build things back. It's going to take a minute. It's a rebuild. And it showed on Friday night. I mean, Graves County had a 24 nothing lead at the halftime break. Probably could have been more. I mean, it felt like there was at least two scores, well, at least one score and one potential scoring drive that were halted penalties and, and whatnot kind of brought back. So it, it kind of felt like it could have been 42 nothing at the half. It said it's 24 nothing at the half. The Eagles made it 31 nothing early in the third quarter, and then at the 6.37 mark went up 38 nothing to get the running clock. It was kind of a coming-out game for Caden Gregory for Graves County, the sophomore starter, having a really good game. He was 16 of 26, 235 yards passing. He had three touchdowns. He had no interceptions. So pretty good game for him. He was helped out. By Cade Goatley, eight catches, 114 yards, three touchdowns. Touched the ball eight times, he scored three touchdowns. Dennis Mars ran the ball well, 15 carries, 92 yards, one touchdown. And that's kind of the theme right there. 235 in the air, 130 on the ground. They had the running clock. McCracken County couldn't move the football until Graves County put in their backups. That's when McCracken County's two scores came. Listen, I got Prior Lamb is as good a, a football player as there is in this region, but. It's just been tough sledding for McCracken County. Brutal schedule. Tillman Bowling Green back-to-back, that's no fun way to start. But Graves had them shut out and probably could have scored 50 on them and uh, and puts a running clock on them anyway in week number three. Doesn't get any easier. They got Mayfield coming up this week. You know, listen, Marshall County, I don't know right now. I still like Pryor Lamb and what he can do on offense and I think he's a, a difference maker for McCracken County in your matchup. But if you're ever going to get McCracken, it feels like this is the year. And then Apollo, Davies County, Southmore. I mean, this is just it's not going to get easy for McCracken County. Marshall County's got a chance. That's at Marshall County. And listen, Marshall played them tough a, a few years ago at Marshall. It was pretty, it was tight at the half, and then McCracken kind of flexed and kind of woke up in the second half. Again, I still like Pryor Lamb and what he can do on offense. I think he's a difference maker in that matchup. And we're a couple of weeks away. But Marshall's going to get them. This is the year. As for Graves County, getting their first win on the season, getting the offense to kind of come alive a little bit, and they've got Bullet East this week. Going to be tough. But good to see my Eagles sort of shake off some of that first couple of week rust, playing tough, getting better. It's what you want to see out of a team, again, not in rebuild mode, in reset mode. Had a much better showing against Tillman. Obviously, even improved on that. and got the big running clock win on McCracken on Friday night. So there you go. Those are all the other scores. Now let's get into it. 
We got to talk Mayfield Tillman, and we will when we come back. I know. Up against the break, we'll take it. We'll come back with that. Plus, we'll end with our Power 5 this week. We'll come back with that and more. It's Region 1 Sports. Your schools, your report, the Region 1 Sports Report. go final segment on your wednesday edition of the show we've got to talk mayfield tillman and we are and we'll wrap up with our power five for this week are you ready i'm ready let's just dive in controversy we'll start there oh it was controversial on friday night i didn't see it but my goodness did i hear about it holy cow i knew before i got into my truck at the game i was at at mccracken graves so we'll start with that now Here's how the game flowed, in case you don't know, and many of you do. Mayfield scored first. It was 7-0 after the end of the first quarter. Tillman got two touchdowns in the second quarter. It was 14-10 at the half, and then the only scores coming in the second half were two field goals for Mayfield. They got one in the third, one in the fourth. They win 16-14. Now, I'll give you kind of how that happened and and, uh, the excitement of that and the stats and everything in a minute, but here's how the game ended, all right? So Mayfield gets the football with, let's see, where are they at? So Mayfield scores with 444 left in the football game to go up 16-14. Tillman gets the football. They end up going fourth and one at the 50 and can't convert. Hang on to that. I'll come back to it. But you're fourth and one at the 50. You can't convert. Turnover on downs with 305 left in the football game. Now this heavily favors Mayfield, and here's why. When you look at the stats, you look at the breakdown, Mayfield controlled the clock most of the night. Mayfield had the football more than Tillman. 3.05 left. Mayfield needs one first down at this point. They're going to be able to run out the clock. Well, Mayfield ends up going first and 10 at the 50. No, No yards for Starks. Second and 10 at the 50. Starks, no yards. Two rushes, no gain, two attempts. Pretty good by the Tillman defense. Third and 10 at the 50. Starks takes a 23-yard carry. Oh, no, he didn't. It's coming back up. Penalty block in the back. Oh, no. Get the first down. No, they don't. Coming back. Here's the penalty block in the back. And now it's third and 15. Ben Height, pass complete to Dabney for no yards. Yeah, Tillman's defense held. Tillman's defense did all it needed to on that that series. Now, kind of, if not for a penalty on Mayfield, Mayfield would have converted a first down and then ran out the clock. Nonetheless, penalty on Mayfield, no gain on the next play. It's fourth and 15, and then a personal foul penalty on Paducah Tillman, which is a 15-yard penalty. First down Mayfield with 146 left in the football game. Nil down, nil down, nil down ball game. And there right there is where the controversy was. People lost their minds on the Tillman side for the penalty. Again, I wasn't there. I didn't see what the referee saw or heard. I can't speak to that, and I'm not going to speak to that. I was told the personal foul was not a physical thing, meaning it wasn't like, you know, they got physical pushing, shoving, throwing somebody to the ground that it might have been taunting or something along those lines, something verbal, something audible. Again, that's what I was told. I don't know. I'm not here to speak to that. But I do understand 
the frustration you Tillman fans have with that call because it's fourth and 15. You got them. They're punting. And then they end up getting the first down and, and running out the clock. Rough way to end that game. It was way, it was too close. Way, you know, way down to the wire. What a tough way to end the ball game. No doubt. That stings. That hurts. And that would have me fired up too. I get it. And listen, I have been I've never been shy about being critical. If I think a, a game was officiated poorly, I'll say it. And a lot of people will point to me and go, Well, you're part of the reason why we don't get good officials. Well, no. I mean, if I'm going to criticize coaching decisions and I'm going to criticize, not criticize, but if I'm going to be opinionated and it sometimes that can be critical or question what a, a coach does or a, a high schooler does, I feel like that's okay to question a grown adult getting paid to officiate a game. But I've also been a staunch defender of officials in the past, and I have been. Go back and listen. It's a thankless job. I don't want to do it. That's part of the reason why they have a shortage of officials is people like me thinking, well, I don't want to do that. And it's not easy. It is not easy putting on those stripes and going onto that field, especially in a game like that. Can't be easy. Don't I don't want it. Want no part of it. I get it. And as much as I've been on both sides of that, as much as I have at times said, I didn't think they called a good game, thought those calls were wrong, didn't think they handled the environment well, all of that in the past. As much as I've on the other side of it said, it's a thankless job, don't want to do it, my goodness how tough they've got it, we need to be nicer to the officials. I'm not a big believer or fan of the narrative that, well, the officials cost us the game. I'm not, because, and it's the same way as I'm not a big believer or fan of, well, that one player, that one foul, or that one shot that we missed. In a game that's 16-14, no matter how well or how poorly it may have been officiated, I wasn't there, I can't speak to that, I don't know. No matter what was going on, in a 16-14 game, there were other moments in that game you can point to and go, well, yeah, but also if we had done this, we wouldn't have been in that position. That call wouldn't have been made, and maybe we would have won the game. At the same time, you don't know. Here's the other thing. What if what if that call doesn't get made? What if Mayfield punts it? What if they pin you back in deep territory and their defense holds and you don't score anyway? And I get it. You, you don't want to see that call made from you know fourth and 15 to first down. That's the way. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth. I totally get that. What about the series before that? Remember, I told you to hold on to that. Tillman goes for it on fourth and one, can't convert. What if they did? That's the same as saying, what if the official didn't throw the flag? You don't know what would have happened. They may have converted that and still had to and still turned the football over. They may have converted that and scored. We don't know. Just like we don't know what would have happened if that flag doesn't get thrown. We don't know. So I don't like the whole well, they I, I totally can understand the argument of, you know, just like uh a basketball game, you're right. Like when a call gets made in the final seconds and it's a tied game or a one-point game and that that call sort of gives the other team a chance to score and they do and they win. And you go, well, that ref might not have cost us the game, but he took the game out of the player's hands. I get that. I can I can sympathize to that argument to a degree. But it still doesn't mean there weren't other moments in that game that could have changed the course of that game. There were. There had to have been. There always are. What ifs? and buts, and could-have-beens, and should-have-beens are always fun to talk about. The reality is we don't know what would have happened. We know what did happen. 
and Mayfield holds on to win. Controversy? Sure. Is that a moment that you like to see that flag? No. Did he deserve it? No idea. No idea. wasn't there. Depending on what side of the stands you sit on depends on your answer to that question. But I always go back to, even in a game that comes down to the wire and in the final seconds of a penalty or a flag or a foul is called, there were other moments in that game that maybe it doesn't come down to that moment. Let's go over the stats. Maybe you'll see a few of these that like I kind of felt like I did. For the game, here's how close it was. 61 plays for Mayfield, 56 for Tillman. 227 yards for Mayfield, 237 for Tillman. Time of possession, Mayfield, 2906, Tillman, 1845. Mayfield controlled the clock. Here's the other thing. Mayfield didn't turn the football over. I, it, look, that's just reality. You want to beat Mayfield, you can't turn the football over because they don't. I would point to that and say, what ifs and buts, and if the flag hadn't been thrown, what if you don't turn the football over? What if you control the clock more than they do? Here's another area. Passing. Tillman, 7 of 17, 59 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Mayfield, 16 of 28, 120 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Tillman had more first downs, 18 to 14. Third down conversions. 6 of 13 for Tillman, 2 of 17 for Mayfield. Again, there's an area that Tillman succeeded. Fourth down conversions, 0 of 1 for Tillman, 3 of 3 for Mayfield. Yeah, I know, that that one, I know. Penalties. Tillman, 9 penalties, 115 yards. Mayfield, 14 penalties for 100 yards. Punts, Tillman punted it 5 times, Mayfield 4 times. So I agree, what if the flag's not thrown? What if that penalty didn't happen? But what if you don't throw interceptions? What if you don't throw bubble screens all night long? What if you, like, there's so many more things. What if you run more play action? So you can sit here and you can overanalyze this thing into the ground, but it doesn't change the result. 17 straight for Mayfield, and Tillman will have to wait till next year to get their chance. Ironically, and, and this made me laugh. Look, this is why I don't get on social media very often. I don't. I get on Twitter to keep up with what's going on. That's it. But I did have to laugh. There were so many people who were commenting, going, wait till we get them in the playoffs. Yeah. So the moment I see somebody say, those refs cost us the game and just wait, we'll get them back in the playoffs, You, I just disregard everything you have to say. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. So, So there you go. And I know... Listen, I got Tillman fans are probably going to be up their feelings right now. You're screaming at me. You weren't there. You don't know. I wasn't. It's just the larger narrative for me. I was the same. I've been consistent on this. When the Marshall County Lady Marshals were playing for a state championship game in basketball and they had that controversial call at the end or no call at the end, and it was if they had made that call, right, what if she didn't make her free throws? What if earlier in the game they didn't turn it over? What if they never gave up the lead when they did? What if they didn't give up that three in the corner? What if they uh, didn't commit that foul in the first quarter? What if they, you know, there's just, to me, it's, I get it. It comes down to that close. You, you want to see the officials sort of swallow the whistle, hold on to the flags. I understand that. Let the kids decide it. I get it. But who's to say they didn't decide it earlier in the night? And that just the timing of that thing just stinks. I get it. So I've been consistent on that.
but maybe you're right. Maybe I would have felt differently if I'd have been there. Who knows? All we do know is Mayfield wins. Doesn't change how we see things. I'm not going to have time for our Power 5 today. I'll give you the abbreviated version. Mayfield's still number one. Tillman's still number two. They would have flipped, absolutely, if they had won. Tillman's still good. They've got a chance to make another run in the playoffs. So does Mayfield. None of that changed on Friday night. And that loss for Tillman didn't cost them anything in their district standings or their playoff potential, nor did it help Mayfield out. It's bragging rights. That's all it is. So those are one and two in our Power Five. Three is Trigg County. They move up after beating Murray. Murray drops to four. And for this week, I'm holding Marshall County at five, simply again because they are two and one. Although I could argue for Graves County in that spot, I think they are the better team. But right now, again, I kind of defer to early season. Hard to put a one and two team over a two and one team, no matter who they play. So there you go. There it is. We're all out of time. I'm done. Coming up on Friday, we'll make our picks for this week. It's high school football. Pick them. Until then, this has been Region 1 Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.